This week's parasha begins with the discussion of the Torah Aduma, the red heifer that Klal Yisrael was commanded to bring to Shecht, to burn it to ashes, put the ashes in water, and that water is Metaher, people that are Tomei from Tumas Meis. Nobody really understands how this works. The Torah says, It happens to be that it's Metaher it's Metamei those that are Tomei, it makes Toher. Those that are Toher, it makes Tomei. Not understood. Meshe Rabbeinu understood. Even Shlomo HaMelech didn't know. Amarti Achkoma, Mimeni. I thought that maybe he would be Zoycha. Shlomo says, I thought that maybe I would be Zoycha to know, understand the Paraduma like Moshe did. No, he wasn't Zoycha. It's a Chuko, it's a Chuk. We know that Mishpatim are Torah edicts that are understood, and Chayk are things that are not understood. But what does it mean, Zeis Chukas What does that language mean? Zeis Chukas What's Zeis Chukas So today's Ayn Tammuz is the Yorotai Tamayo Shashiva from Torah Das, Rav Gedalia Shor, Zechernel Levrocha, Rav Gedalia Bevavrom Alevi. I happened to be very, very uh, well connected with him in those days, 40 plus years ago. And uh, he was a great uh, thinker. And my Mashgiach, Zazayim Gazun, Tibadu Lachayim, Ramayisha Wolfson, he said over in, in the name of Rabbi Shor the following to explain what it means, Zayis Chukasatayra. He says, we know that all the mitzvahs are intertwined. We have 613 mitzvahs, 248 esin, 365 lavin, but they're not separate separate in the way that they don't have anything to do with each other. Take, for example, a person, a human being. The 248 mitzvahs are connected to the limbs of a person. The 365 lavin or the gidim of a person. Now, a person's index finger on his right hand and index finger on his left hand, true, they're two separate limbs, but they're still connected. There's a blood flow that leads from one place to the other. Eventually, it reaches it. So too, all the mitzvahs of the Torah are interconnected. That means whatever you have in one mitzvah, you have another in another mitzvah as well. Only sometimes a particular mitzvah has more of an accent on one particular ingredient than another mitzvah does. So my Rosh Hashiva said, The mitzvah in the Torah, in, all, in the entire Torah, that represents choik is paraduma. But there's choik in every single mitzvah. Every mitzvah has in it a little bit of choik. And it's very good that way because could you imagine if a mitzvah has a tam, and we understand 
the time of the mitzvah, then chas v'shalom, that can bring to us coming and rationalizing, oh well, since I know the time of the mitzvah, maybe in this particular place it doesn't apply. You know, the, the, the Nazis of Yemach uh, Shimon didn't have a very big problem with thou shalt not kill. It makes perfect sense not to kill. Yeah, but we're not talking about the, yeah, we're not talking about Jews, right? The Aryan race versus Jews. Those, for sure you have to kill. You know, so we have to accept even the mitzvahs that make perfect sense, they have to be understood also partly as chok. Never can we think that we understand the entire scope of the mitzvah. And the source of that thought of chok, that every mitzvah in the Torah has chok in it, that comes from the mitzvah of Paraduma. This idea of 613 mitzvahs being intertwined is the reason that when we say a Yehirotzeim, when we say Yishem Yichud, before putting on our tzitzis, or before our tefillin, or before tkiyah shayfer, or before going to the sukkah, we always say, Yehirotzeim ufanecho, sheyatehei mitzvah zu, that this mitzvah, should be ke'ilu kivanti b'chol protel v'dikdukeh v'kavan yisera. Should be as if I was mechaven all the things that I need to be mechaven. V'tayag mitzvahs atluim bo. And the 613 mitzvahs that are totally in it. Because every mitzvah has 613 mitzvahs totally in it. They're all totally one and the next. I, I, I believe but this is the reason we find an interesting phenomenon. I'd like to share a story or two. I heard a, uh, a, a fascinating story about a young woman from Bnei Brak, that she came from a very, very uh, highly orthodox family. And unfortunately, she went off the D and uh, she left her family and she left Yiddishkeit and she traveled all the way to India and believe it or not she ended up marrying a fellow from India, a Shegetz from India and it was a terrible, terrible blow to the family and there was one brother in this family that after a few years he made contact with her and he offered her a trip to Israel to reunite, to become reacquainted with her family. She missed her family, she had feelings for them. So she took him up on the tickets. He said, I'm going to pay for the ticket, I just request, request one thing from you. One year, Torah, I want you to attend while you're in Eretz Israel. So she said, okay, she can handle that, one year. So she came back and she was reacquainted with the family and this guy went and he arranged a top speaker, a top Kirvrachim speaker, I believe from Arachim, to come and to give a shear in Bnei Brak. And she would be at that shear and he would tip her he would tip him off as to what the situation is and hopefully, hopefully he would say something that would be able to inspire her. Okay, 
So the day comes with the shear, it's quote for 9 o'clock in the evening. 8.30, the brother gets a telephone call, listen, I'm stuck in traffic, but uh, I still hope to be able to make it, tell them that I'm going to be a little bit late. Okay, so the seaboard, the people come, 9 o'clock, 9.15, 9.30, the speaker still doesn't arrive. So he calls the brother, and he says, listen, you know, I'm in terrible, terrible traffic here, I can't even move. Uh, I just don't see any way that I'm going to make it. So the brother was very, very disappointed. Here he schlepped the sister out all the way from India. And she came to Eretz Yisrael. And, you know, this was his last hope. And, you know, it just crashed. And he was really devastated. And he was there with another couple of guys. So he says to one of the people over here, listen, all these people came for a shear. At least we might as well get a shear out of the deal. So go say something. So the guy says, what do you want me to say? I'm not a, I'm not a speaker. He says, well, just say something. Say, talk about what you're learning. What are you learning these days? He says, I'm learning Eli Matthias. So he says, so speak about Eli Matthias. So the guy gets up, you know, just off the cuff, and he starts talking about the mitzvah of Hashem Saveda. How the Torah has a mitzvah, we're supposed to, if you find something, you return it, etc., etc., and he goes into a discussion of the mitzvah of Hashem Saveda, very, very random, about, about, about as random as possibly could be. So then he went on to discuss the mitzvah of Hashem Saveda in great length. And then uh, the crowd dispersed, and she went back on her merry way to India, and it seemed that the trip had been a blowout. Nothing accomplished. She comes back to her husband in India. They're walking in the street together, the young couple. And they bend down and they find a wallet. So the husband picks up the wallet. He says, wow, look what I found. He opens up the wallet and there's money and cards and checks and all good to Zachen. So she says, what are you going to do with that uh, wallet? So he says, what do you mean? I'm going to keep it. So she says, you're going to keep it? Somebody lost it. He says, my God gave it to us. So she blew a gasket and she was so upset. How could you do this? How could you not look to return the, the wallet to the proper owner? And slowly but surely, this brought about her return to Yiddishkeit. She severed a relationship with that man and came back to Israel. What's so special about the mitzvah of Hashem But you see that from the mitzvah of Hashem you could return to the entire Torah. A similar story I heard once was that there was a young couple that went to France and they visited one of the class of the maybe a brother of the Baba Sali, also a Baba in his own right. And they wanted a brother, etc., etc., but they were totally Chiloni, secular people. So he told them, I'll give you a brother, but I want you to be Makabo one thing. She said, what is, so they said, what is it you want? We're totally secular, like, you got the wrong people, we're not, we're not the religious type. 
So he said, no, 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 it's nothing difficult. I just want that you should accept upon yourself that you're going to do Natilas Yadayim before eating. Before eating bread. So they say, Natilas Yadayim before eating bread? They look at each other. Not so difficult. Can handle that. Okay, okay, we'll do it. We'll do it. Just give us a bracha. We need to have children, etc., etc. Fine. Okay, so they leave the Baba. They get on the plane. And the stewardess brings them sandwiches. And they're about to dig into the sandwich, sandwiches. And they look at each other and they remember, oops. We accepted upon ourselves that we're going to wash before uh, bread. So they get up. They excuse themselves, and they go to the back, and they wash their hands, and they said, okay. Then they come home Friday night. They sit down to have a, a traditional Sabbath meal Friday night. Not secular, but they still sit down Friday night. And they remember, oh, we got to go wash our hands. They got up and they washed their hands. And then they start thinking, you know, it's pretty, we're already washing our hands, it's pretty stupid, we're not going to make Kiddush. I don't want to make Kiddush also. We're making Kiddush, we're not going to start lighting candles for Shabbos. Okay, we'll light candles also. And one thing led to the other, and they also returned to Judaism. It just shows that all the mitzvahs are intertwined, interconnected. And from one mitzvah, you, you come to all the mitzvahs. Could be that they have to do the one mitzvah properly. You know, the, there's a famous Rambam that writes in Pirush HaMishnayis. There's a famous Ma'amah Chazal that we say all the time. Baruch gave us many, many mitzvahs. 613, why so many mitzvahs? So the Ramam says that the reason it is because we have a lot, a lot of mitzvahs, so it's very, very possible that one time we'll do one mitzvah properly. Just a thought about it this week, I was thinking, oh, Hashem Yerachim, what happens if I come after 120 years? And they're going to say, you know, we're looking at your situation over here. You were in the world for like many, many years. And you made many, many Asher Yotzars. And you never even said it properly one time. In all the years, with many, many mitzvahs. Because maybe if we have a lot of mitzvahs, one time, one day in our lifetime, we'll do one mitzvah properly. And if you do one mitzvah properly, that could bring you to get to have all the mitzvahs. That's what's taught us over here. Right? The choik of the Torah, the nekudas choik of the Torah lies in the parish of Paraduma. But not to forget, all the mitzvahs are intertwined. And we could use each mitzvah as a stepping stone to arrive at the other mitzvahs. So the Baruch Hu should help us, and we should be able to be, should be makuyim bars for dabek libeinu b'mitzvah secho to be makayim every single mitzvah of the Baruch Hu in the fullest way possible.